All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a Tuesday, January 23rd edition of Daily Faceoff Live. As always, we are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, where we're looking for inbox questions for later on in the show. And as always, I'm joined by Frank Saravalli. The show, as always, is presented by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. Frank, how are you doing on a Tuesday? You got home back to Philly nice and safely. Yes, yeah, someone was like, "Hey, how's your uh you you sore after pond hockey?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm I'm sore after the multiple 3 a.m. nights that we had at pond hockey." Yeah, my voice is finally back. If you tuned into the show yesterday, you knew I was fighting it. I needed Colby Cohen to uh to really carry things after we had a very fun weekend out in Jasper. Another big shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper for putting that all on. If you saw the good time we had, you got to come out next year it is uh, my favorite weekend of the year but frank let's talk about what we saw in the nhl last night there were a couple of games that grabbed our attention for multiple reasons and the first one is the boston bruins putting an end to a wild streak by the winnipeg jets we touched on it a little bit while it was going on frank but the jets went 35 consecutive games without allowing more than three goals in a game and as we see there's a bunch of different ways to spin this we have at the bottom of the graphic they also went 14 straight games, only allowing two or less goals against like this run they were on. And even last night comes with a bit of an asterisk because the fourth goal was an empty netter. So some would maybe say the streak is still going. But regardless, the Jets, it was the first time in like two months they've been in air quotes exposed defensively. Yeah, and I would hesitate uh, exactly as you did to say exposed like uh, this. The fact that it came on an empty netter to break the streak. 
This is one of the most unbelievable runs of complete team defense that I've ever seen in my career covering hockey. You think about the stretch of time, not one off night by your goaltender, not a crazy miscue like we saw uh, in the Pittsburgh, uh, Arizona game last night. Like think of all the ways that, and you know, one extra puck could end up in your net and cause you to lose and just hasn't happened. And more than that, They've just been the epitome of consistency really all year long. I think it's kind of interesting, though, that it's the Boston Bruins that ended up being the team that takes them down and ends the streak because Boston's on a little bit of a run of their own. Five straight wins, and you look at the Bruins and and where they're at, I think after the crazy hot start to the season that they had, you look at some other teams that started so well, Vegas, uh, the LA Kings, a bunch, the New York Rangers have even come back down to earth. The Bruins have now a six point lead in their division and a pretty decent edge on everyone else in the rest of the Eastern conference. Like they're not the juggernaut that they were last season, but to think about what they're on pace for again with the pieces that they're missing. I mean, this is a crazy year for the Boston Bruins. Nine-game point streak for the Boston Bruins, Frank. They're seven points clear of Florida and the Rangers for the top spot in the conference. And when you first said that, I immediately went NHL.com standings, and I thought, oh, surely one of those teams has like two or three games in hand. And no, no they don't. Like the Bruins are, they they haven't even lost uh, ten regulation games yet this season. Points they're in on track straight. for a hundred and twenty points this year. It's it's bananas, man. And and we're talking about them, you know, potentially adding, maybe not quite having the assets in the bank to go out there and make a big addition. But I mean, you gotta think they're itching. If it gets to close to the deadline and they're sitting with a seven to ten point gap for the president's trophy in a year where the Eastern Conference looks very wide open, like there are not three or four juggernauts sitting out east right now. This should be a season like their first round matchup. I guess, you know, if you get Tampa in the first round, you might be a little worried, but any of those other teams shouldn't really strike fear into you. The Bruins should be doing everything they can to load up. Yeah. And Tampa, no lock to make it. We see the Devils Islanders right there. We'll see if the Islanders get the Patrick Waugh coaching change bump. They're one and oh. But I wonder if last year, the way that they loaded up, you know, when you consider the moves that they made, Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway, I mean, they really spent a lot, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, on, on their team. And rightfully so, given that they were on a historic run, best regular season team in NHL history last year for Patrice Bergeron. Maybe this is a year that since you're playing so well and it is so wide open, maybe you just roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, it uh, and yeah, maybe that is the play too. You just say, hey, you know, we're good. We know how weird the playoffs are now. You lost to Florida last year. Sometimes it just takes goaltending and luck to go on an extended run. So maybe you treat this as a season and say, hey, it's almost like found money in a sense that we're having this great year, even though we lost Bergeron and Krejci. Let's hold on to some assets. Let's reevaluate things in the summer and see if this group can take us. One last footnote on the Winnipeg Jets as well, because I wrote it down and I did the research. So I want to say it. That run of 14 straight games where they only allowed less than two goals, that one game was broken because they gave up a third goal in overtime against the Habs. If you just look at regulation hockey, Frank, it was actually 22 straight games of two or less goals against, which again is just 
absolutely mind-blowing the run that they were on uh, another game last night that certainly got a lot of attention it was a barn burner between the devils and the vegas golden knights and barn burner a little reference to our friends out in calgary and yeah. it was a former beyond that show in uh in 20 minutes and it was a former flame and tyler Toffoli who stole the show last night in this game a hat trick for him he's now up to 20 goals on the season frank let's start with the devils as a whole here if there is any team in that Eastern Conference playoff race who has the ability to go on an Oilers-type heater where they just turn around their season in the span of 15 games, is it not maybe New Jersey? Not for me. Not okay. with that defense core. Not with all the pieces that they're missing. I mean, Damon Severson kind of called them out last week. He did it in a polite way, but he was basically like, hey, when they said goodbye to me and Ryan Graves, I knew that they were going to be in tough with the changes that they were making and the you know, the steps that they were having their young defensemen asking them to make. And Luke Hughes and Simone Nemitz, like the future is incredibly bright in New Jersey. And there's all sorts of reasons to be excited. But maybe with the Dougie Hamilton injury, Jonas Siegenthaler missing time, you step back and you say, maybe this isn't our year. I, they've got the offensive pieces to compete, but not defensively. And it's not just missing four of your top six from last year. Their goaltending hasn't been great, and there's not really much to hang your hat on when it comes to that. So I, I can the Devils be a playoff team? Yes, they can, but they need some significant in-season surgery, I think, to be considered anything close to a threat. And that's sort of the spot that they're in now. Like they've got a lot of again, when everyone's healthy, when everyone takes another year uh to to get experience, they're gonna be in a great spot. It's just they're not there right now. They lead the Metro division in goals scored. Tyler Toffoli, like I said, now up to 20 goals on the season. If you would have sat down the two GMs that made that Toffoli swap at the beginning of the season and said, hey, by the 45 game mark, Toffoli's going to have 20 goals. And then you show Craig Conroy, the Yegor Sharon Govich stat line. Both GMs would be like, hey, this is a massive win for both of us. But Frank, I look at Toffoli, a pending UFA, 4.25 million bucks. The Devils need help on the blue line. Could this be an instance where they maybe sit there and go like, Hey, if we move him for a really nice draft pick, we can move a really nice draft pick for a really nice defenseman. Maybe. And maybe that would be a smart way to go about better balancing the team. Um, it, it's funny though. Like I don't really see because they're right there knocking on the door. I, I know it would be a flip as you're saying, I don't, I just don't really see them selling. So that's sort of the tough spot that they're in. Maybe unless we're getting pieces that have term, it doesn't make sense for us to go out and, and really go crazy, but I don't know. I mean, some interesting news today as well to pass along uh, devils GM, Tom Fitzgerald signing a multi-year extension and getting a promotion to the president of hockey ops title. So he's got a lot to figure out here. I think some bold calculations in the summer, Kind of still relying on the same goaltending tandem that had shown some warts before. Plus asking a lot of your young defensemen, the forward group, they've got that locked down. It's as good as, as any playoff team, but I think they've got some real work to do. They lead the Metro division in goals scored. They are second last in the Metro division in goals against that right there sums up the issues for the devils, but a big win and a comeback victory for them last night on home ice against the golden Knights. Frank, before we get to our deadline preview article for today, I want to circle back to yesterday's and you got people nice and fired up when you brought up the possibility of Sean Monahan potentially landing the Habs two first round picks. Now, again, 
the logic there is they got a first round pick for taking on his contract a couple of years ago, and now they could potentially get one for him as a deadline rental. And Frank, the people on Twitter, we're going to do our own edition of, uh, of mean tweets on here. Some people on Twitter really didn't get it. Some people on Twitter got it and just didn't agree with it. I liked this one. I was laughing so hard yesterday flipping through your Twitter, but a bunch of these are really good. This is one of my favorite all-time tweets that I've ever sent out just because First off, the reading comprehension, I don't mean to make fun of anyone that consumes my content, but they already got one first round pick from Calgary in 2022. So we're talking about going out and getting another one, which I think, and I'm pretty confident in the comps, will happen. But I love this. What have you been sniffing? A fourth, maybe. He's been injured most of his career and the goals are way down. Power to the Habs if they can get two first round picks. Again, they already got one. So <laughs> these ones were my favorite. I saw a bunch of these. How much is Ken Hughes paying you, Frank? The people want to know. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I I don't carry water for anyone. I call it exactly how I see it. I pass along as much information as I possibly can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one, I mean, this one was kind of just mean with the hashtag zero credibility at the end. Also, I like the why you don't work in Canada anymore. You just spent three or four days up in our beautiful country, Frank. I mean, I don't understand that one. I think we had one more, Gav. We can uh, we can flash up here as we keep Mouth moving along. For agents, thing. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hearing it could be three first, Frank. Maybe four, says Jim. Why not? Why draw the line at one if you're Kent Hughes? Yeah, exactly. Look, uh, here's the bottom line. Sean Monahan has not been injured at any point this season. He's not signing a long-term deal and teams only need him to be healthy for a couple months. And he's on track to score 55 points playing with a lack of talent around him. He plays on the power play, either in the bumper position or net front. He also kills penalties. And on top of that, He's the fifth best face-off guy in the league with a left-handed shot. I, I He checks a ton of boxes. And if you go back to the comps that I have listed, Andrew Kopp trade, which was two second-round picks. One of them became a first. Uh, Barkley Goodrow. And the other one was Paul Stasny. What Sean Monahan is on track to do this season, again, just this year, 55 points, is more production then Cop, then Goodrow, then Stastny had at the time of their trade. So let's just keep all that in mind. They all got way more than that. I'm talking something in the neighborhood of 29, 30, 31st overall. This is an eminently doable transaction for the Montreal Canadiens, and I'm just helping set the market based on what has already happened. And again, reminder, they did already get a first. Yeah, you showed your work. The comps are there. The fact he's 1.85 million, that right there is going to lead to a lot of contenders being interested. Uh, Frank, let's move along to today's deadline preview. It is all about Jacob Chikrin, the Ottawa Senators defenseman. And listen, I understand this. He's got one more year at a $4.6 million cap hit. A lot of contenders would love to add a guy like this that can play either side of the ice, help on your power play, help you at five on five. If you're going to trade him, if you're Ottawa, now's the time to do it. You're going to get the most because the team will get him for two playoff runs. At the same time, Frank, it feels like just yesterday that Chikrin was walking into that Senators organization and all excited and rejuvenated, happy. It was a bit of a homecoming. So why are we now, like basically a year later, at a point where he wants out? Well, he doesn't oh, want I out. Say that. So, yeah, yeah to clarify Why are they that? talking about moving him? That's my bad. Slip of the tongue. Well, I think really it's just a logjam positionally. You've got 
Shabbat making 8 million bucks, left-handed shot. Sanderson, defenseman of the future, also making 8 million bucks in the next year. And he's like, I, I look at Sanderson, I'm saying this is a guy that's going to be in the Norris Trophy conversation in a couple of years. So obviously you're not moving him. It comes down to then Chikrin, another left shot defenseman that do you, do you really want to spend 24 million bucks next season on just the left side of your defense? And then more than that, what about the future contract extension for Chikrin? Like that's a conversation that needs to be had this summer. He's in line for a pretty significant raise and he's played way better in Ottawa than he did at the tail end in Arizona. So he's a commodity that is going to cost more and has real significant value now. It's, it's more or less just heading off that conversation of who are we keeping as part of our core? And that's really the tough part that Steve Steos, Dave Pullen, and Ryan Bonus have to sort through right now. Who's part of this team moving forward? Look at this cap structure. Stutzla, Kachuk, Sanderson, Shabbat, Norris. I mean, they've got some interesting decisions to make. You can't have all these guys making $8 million plus and then chuck in a new contract for Chikrin at seven something. So they've got choices and it just feels math wise. Like Chikrin is the most likely to go for all the reasons that we just mentioned. So not, nothing guaranteed to happen, but that's the one that sort of really makes sense and stands out. So let's take a look at some potential suitors here. I see the Red Wings, the Oilers, Wild Devils, Islanders, and Leafs all up in the article today from our pal Matt Larkin. Um, the Oilers are interesting, Frank, but I think the Minnesota Wild are a sneaky good fit here because next year the dead cap still sucks. But the year after that, it opens up, and that's when Chikrin would need a new deal. You're looking at a mini team that for this season would love to get some help and have the LTIR space because of Jared Spurgeon's injury. Bill Guerin, not going to roll over and die here. I wonder about that because it's a long-term fit for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and that's, I think, the really important thing to consider when you look at wherever Chickering might go. It has to, in my opinion, be a place where you can really get that type of long-term view when you're making a trade like this. And I'm sure, to be honest, that's probably what the Sens had in mind when they pulled the trigger uh, to get Chickering just 10, 11 months ago. And they did pay a lot to get him, but also a different regime. I think there was some frustration in terms of the medical history and a potential lack of due diligence that was done on Chikrin at the time that really kind of bothered uh, the new ownership group. And then you look at the wild and what they've got moving forward. Like, yeah, Jonas Brodeen is, is their top left shot guy, but it really starts to get thin in a hurry after that. You go Jake Middleton, then... Uh, John Merrill that to me, like they could clearly use an upgrade there and in the meantime could help now. And you mentioned that cap structure, but I could see him being a fit on any one of those teams that we mentioned on the board. Like there's a lot of real interesting options. New Jersey is, is another one. Like think of where they're heading and how much they, we just talked about how much they need to improve that defense core that stands out. What if Steve Eisenman in Detroit wants to take a big swing? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, and his contract, very easy to stomach at just $4.6 million. So you can read the full piece up at dailyfaceoff.com, a new deadline article every day from now until that March 8th deadline. Let's get to our big segment today. It's the Blue Paint with Carter Hutton. The Blue Paint, as always, is delivered by our friends at DoorDash. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. You can check out the new Double Dash feature, which allows you to add a second stop onto your DoorDash order with no extra fees. Dash that for the win with DoorDash. Carter Hutton, our goalie guru, the former NHLer, swinging by once again. Carter, three spots I want to hit on with you on today's segment. The first is right in my backyard with the Edmonton Oilers. Stuart Skinner, in his first 17 appearances of the season, had an 881 save percentage. Since then, he's had a 952 save percentage, and his numbers since December 1st are remarkable. Which one is the real Stuart Skinner, the one we saw in the first six weeks or the last six weeks? I want to say somewhere in between. Honestly, uh, I think the way things started to start the year, the way Jack Campbell was playing, all this pressure on Stuart Skinner, expectations, the team struggling, everyone trying to do too much. Now you see an Edmonton Oilers team that is playing by committee. They're not just relying on their superstars. They are deep. They're playing a well-rounded brand of hockey. And for Stuart Skinner, he's going into games now with confidence, knowing he doesn't have to do too much. Very similar to what I felt. I remember going to Buffalo from St. Louis where we had a structured team. I end up in Buffalo. Now I'm trying to do too much because we're giving up too much. Where Stuart knows that he goes there, does his game. And I think it's somewhere in between. His numbers are definitely a bit inflated, but good for him to bounce back and solidify this team here. Carter, when you look at the New York Rangers, a team that's been on a bit of a slide recently over the last month, 31st in the NHL and save percentage. This has not been a great year for Igor Shesterkin, who coming into the year, I think everyone kind of includes in that elite of the elite goalies in the NHL. What's happened and how much concern do you have for this Rangers tandem? Quick's been playing great, one of the great stories of the year, but can he continue to do that and carry this team the rest of the way? I don't, I don't think so. No, and I don't believe so either. I think Quick has <clears throat> been great. It's been a great transition for him into New York. But for Shesterkin, I find him and Sorokin, these younger guys that were so big on fitness and being regimented in what they do to bring to the game. Now, all of a sudden, when it starts to snowball, it's hard to catch up. And again, a guy questionable going to the All-Star game, would that time be more benefit <clears throat> to reset himself and get back into order where I think going forward, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here because I don't think Quick's going to bring you through the playoffs, but 
I have confidence in Shesterkin to find his game. It's just a matter of how quick and how soon he can because that division is tough, right? There's no free games right now. And whatever they meet in a seven-game series, they're going to need Shesterkin to be at his best. What I worry about is as these games start to pile up, will he ever get a chance to get that break and catch back up and find his game? Yeah, it's interesting with the Rangers kind of just sputtering along at the moment right now. They obviously want to keep rolling out Shesterkin, but like you said, maybe he needs a little bit of a reset. Uh, looking at the save percentage leaders in the league, there's guys like Joey Decord and Connor Ingram who came into the year as backups and have now firmly grabbed on to really starting positions in the NHL. Then when I keep going through that top 10, Carter, I, I see other guys. There's Charlie Lingren in there, Alex Lyon. Alex Nedeljkovic, who I know it's a smaller sample size for Nedeljkovic in Pittsburgh. But when you look at these three, do you think any of them have the ability to do what a Decord or Ingram did and really grab onto a starting job maybe this year or even down the line in the next season? You know, for me, the guy that stands out is Nedeljkovic, kind of a tongue twister there on me. But I find for him, he had that big year in Carolina. He got the contract in Detroit. And then it's almost like you let off the gas a bit, right? You get the contract. He gets two, It was two years, six million. And now all of a sudden he's back finding his game, right? I like Alex Lyon, but at 31, I just think he's a little bit older. It's going to be trickier to solidify that. He's been great, but all three of these guys have played significant time in the American League. Even talking on Joey Decord, he played a ton of games last year, was really good. And then during that playoff run, played every single game for Seattle's farm team, all the way up till game seven, they lost in the final. And if you go back a year before, Alex Lyon starting for the Chicago Wolves, playing a ton of games. Charlie Lindgren playing for Springfield. Very important games for these guys to groom themselves and get ready because not every goalie can be a high draft pick and be given the keys right to the castle where these guys earned it. And now they took their bumps and bruises in the American league. And now they're ready to make the jump starter or not starter. These are all high quality goalies that you're going to see in the NHL for the next little while. So does that kind of make you shake your head when you look around the league? And again, you've just listed off a bunch of examples of guys who went and spent significant time in the American League. We can even talk about Stuart Skinner, who we led the segment with multiple seasons down in the American League. Does it make you shake your head when you see like a Buffalo go, hey, Devin Levi is coming right to the NHL? Does that like make sense to you? Or do you think there are examples where a guy's just so elite he can make that jump? You know, there's definitely guys that can make that jump, but I think Buffalo, there's a little bit of mismanagement there. I even look at Toronto with Joseph Wall, giving him time to mature in the American League and take your bumps and bruises. Even for myself, I draw back on, I had three solid years in the American League. I remember at one point playing for the Chicago Blackhawks farm team in Rockford, where I had a few weeks where I couldn't stop a beach ball. I was a mental mess. I had, but I learned how to deal with that. When you're under the bright lights in the NHL, it's very unforgiving. A few, a season ago, UPL and Buffalo, they were done with him. He was garbage. He wasn't good enough. And now you look at him, he's still a young man. He's still finding himself. And the position of goaltending, the Carey Prices, the Mark Andre Fleurs, they don't come around very often. It takes time and experience, and it's between the years for goalies to really develop. So let me add to that. And, and how much is too much? Like, I'm thinking of Dustin Wolf in Calgary, and you can't knock the decision to start Dan Vladar with how he played on Saturday night in the Battle of Alberta, but with Jacob Markstrom not being 100% quite yet, working his way back, I was in Calgary last week pounding my fist on the table, put Dustin Wolf in, get him a start in the Battle of Alberta. This could be the Flames Super Bowl in, in what is a, a lost season for the most part and probably is going to end up that way. This is the one guy you want to make sure you're keeping happy. How would you know? put yourself in Dustin Wolf's shoes, kind of accomplishing all that you already can in the American League? What would this feel like not getting that opportunity this week? Yeah, I think at some point with Dustin Wolf, especially how he's exceeded, how he's played, he's been amazing in the American League. At some point, you have to be, he's ready for the jump, or at least to give him the jump in. 
I think the main thing is that maturity level, right? You don't want to burn them. It's a Canadian market. It's tough. But the way the flame season is going, like, are they buyers? Are they sellers? Like, they're not really, they're kind of in no man's land at this point where I think it's time to make that jump for him. Definitely because he has been amazing in the American League, where at the same time, that maturity and he's going to grow into that. You want to keep him happy because he is your goalie of the future. And at this point, I believe there's probably a market for Markstrom to get moved and move on from him. But at that point, you're confident in Dustin Wolf. And I think it's more that maturity of being ready to know that like the shots in the American League are just as good as the NHL, right? There's the high-end guys. It's just quality of chances go down a bit in the NHL, in my opinion, because of the lack of defense, where once he gets over that fact, he's going to run with it his exact same game. And I love Dustin Wolf in uh, Calgary. There you go. Fantastic insight as always, Carter. Appreciate your time, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. If you want a little bit more from our guy, Carter Hutton, every day on dailyfaceoff.com, he has the starting goalie report. It's in that starting goalies tab that you use all the time for your fantasy hockey. It's a video breakdown of one of the night's matchups, and it comes with a pick as well. So appreciate Carter hopping on the show. Frank, I'm heading over to the daily faceoff inbox, hashtag AskDFO, where Troy is in and wants to know which players out in Columbus do you see as possibilities to be dealt ahead of the deadline? I'm looking at their pending UFAs. We got Jack Jack Roslovic and the RFAs. There's a bunch of them, but who do you think is uh, some of the big names in Columbus? Everyone should be on the table. That's the truth outside of the young guys that they have coming with, you know, the year of checks and the Matei Chucks and, and Fantilli and Sillinger. I mean, outside of that, like Jack Roslovic, Time to cut bait. No, he's a Columbus kid, but guess what? Needs some consistency at the NHL level. I think Alexander Tessier is an interesting option. Someone that a couple years ago, a bunch of teams were really interested in, but has just sort of been kind of cruising along there in Columbus. Uh, their defense, they need to clear a log jam that exists. Andrew Peak, Adam Boakvist, Jake Bean, come on down. They should all be available. Elvis Merzlikens has asked out and then not asked out. It's been the weirdest last 10 days ever, but Columbus, I, I don't know what's going on there. They are the biggest mess in the NHL. And I don't even think it's close. Yeah. It's uh, not been great this year from basically, well, before the get go with the whole Babcock thing, uh, Reaper is in on the Twitter. Frank, we'll throw you this one. Cause the inbox is brought to you by our friends at tourism. Jasper. He says, if there's time, I'd love to hear Frank's thoughts on the route through the Rockies to Jasper. Uh, so I was, uh, coming from Calgary and it's a quite different ride than the one from Edmonton, which is kind of a straight shot. Uh, I think it's called route 93 and it is like, once you get past Lake Louise, there's a big sign that says no cell phone connectivity for the next 285 kilometers. So almost three hours and it's. It, it it was the conditions were fine, but pretty dicey. Like it's a like it's a one lane on either side highway with not a single place to stop, no gas station, no cell phone, no nothing. I'd like to do that ride in the summer as opposed to the winter, but it was pretty cool. 
That is uh, that is absolutely fair. Uh, let's move along to our daily bets brought to you by Batano. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Frank, I'll start with my one straight play before we get into the player props. The Rangers get right spot taken on the San Jose Sharks. I think New York is due for a dominant performance. It's been a while for them, and I like this price point as well. It's not great. I, I probably would have been hammering it harder if it was closer to you know minus 110, minus 105. But still, the Sharks sputtering along. The Rangers kind of are too, but I believe in the ceiling of this Rangers team. Taking a shot on them to cover against a bad San Jose team. Uh, And then the Oilers are taking on the Blue Jackets tonight. And there is no value betting on the Oilers. They're like minus 130, and the spread is minus two and a half. Like, it's massive. I'm not touching them, but there are a couple of player props. This one, Connor McDavid to get a power play point. Minus 102. I like this one. The Oilers power play, you know, hasn't been great lights out as of late, but Columbus has a bad PK. So give me McDavid to get a power play point. And Evan Bouchard just to pick up an assist is my second prop. It can be a power play, even strength, doesn't matter. Both these could very easily hit on the same goal as well, but I was just trying to find ways to get in on this Oilers offense at a decent price point. And those were the two I found. A Bouchard assist at minus 130, a McDavid power play point is minus 105 as Edmonton goes for 14 straight. It would be a very NHL thing for the Oilers streak to end for the Blue Jackets. I was just going to say, actually, as you said all that, what is the Blue Jackets money line? Oh, that is a good question, Frank. I need to uh, quickly go fire up the Tano. I mean, the Oilers. If I were to, if like I wouldn't touch the game, but if I were, they've got to be plus four hundred, something like that. Like that would be, that'd be the direction I'd be looking. Because again, at some point, the streak is going to end. And at some point, the Oilers are going to take their foot off the gas against a not very good team. Yeah. 280 plus 280 is apparently what it is, according to Gavin, our yeah. producer on Batano. That's probably not enough to make me get there, but I don't know. Uh, let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. I'm out after day one again, Frank. Ah. It, was, uh, it was an ugly one for me. I like. I literally could not be more frustrated. With this pool, like I like to think that I like I can't I cannot make it to day two. Six hundred and forty-three people, uh, five hundred and forty-two of them have been eliminated after day one. Like, how is this possible? It was very frustrating. I was out because Alex Kerfoot managed to get a point in that Penguins Coyotes game, and that is the topic. Frank of garbage time for today. A very, very rare moment as we saw the empty net on a power play or with the delayed penalty go just so horribly wrong for the Penguins. Yeah. First time in NHL history, the hundred plus years of NHL history that a team has scored a power play goal without registering a power play shot on net bananas. So uh, you see this and the, my favorite part is the, well, first off the Chris Letang, he gives you the, Oh my God, before he covers his mouth with the glove, but it's the Sidney Crosby reaction because it's just kind of like, Hey, this is how our season has gone. Like we've had really good stretches and spurts. And in fact, the last few weeks they've been playing at 640 hockey since their GM Kyle Dubas said he was going to give it until the all-star break to evaluate which way to go with this team at the trade deadline. And there's lots of positive signs to point to, but then you get stuff like this that happens with two of the most decorated penguins of all time. And they're a team that waking up today, seventh out of eight in the Metro 
five plus points out of a playoff spot. Like it's time to get moving and they're just not making up enough ground. I know points percentage wise, they're in a bit of a better spot, but man, they've got work to do. On a personal note, I'd like to give a shout out to my buddy, Eli diehard penguins fan flew from Edmonton to Arizona to go watch that game last night. Oh, that's a tough one, big guy. Uh, all right, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to our producer, Gavin Turnick, Pat Puff on the graphics, Carter Hart for swinging by, and as always, our friends at Botano.ca. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern time. Chat with you then. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.